0: Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. And so uh, while we have been on this journey, you know, dealing with uh, 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 lovers boot camp and it's kind of like a seasonal thing, right? Every six months uh, we we deal with uh, couples and just kind of encourage each other, help each other, uh, see things from a biblical perspective so that we can uh, truly be the light uh, of the world and we can be the uh, salt in the earth and influence you know, those around us in terms of relationships, you know, the the Lord cornered me. The Lord put me in a corner and, uh, uh, you know, asked me, you know, instructed me, commanded me, if you will, uh, to, to also have a little sum for the singles, right? The single population. And, um, you know, I kind of resist that because, man, it's been years since, you know, I've been about that life, so... You know, we're going to heavily rely on the Word of God, if that's okay, uh, to to the single people, Uh, because I believe if you prepare during uh, your season as a single person, uh, you will be able to do a marriage successfully. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so preparation is important. We know that when preparation meets with opportunity, uh, lives are transformed. Amen? Amen. But when a lack of preparation meets with opportunity, you may not even know that Boaz is standing right before you. Yeah. And so we're gonna be we're gonna be helping you, we're gonna be we're gonna be helping you uh with that and uh quickly uh let's go to matthew chapter number 19 and i want to read from verse 11 to verse 12 uh by show of hands how many of you in here are single just by show of hands just raise your hand if you're single if you're single single means you're not married that's why you know don't try to don't don't think it too hard just you know i have a boyfriend that doesn't count amen uh, okay, let me try one more time. How many of you are single? Just single in the house? Oh, my single people. Oh, my single. Okay, so this one's for you, right? And so Jesus is talking to the disciples about marriage and um, the, the intensity you should approach marriage with and you know the commitment you must bring is talking, is talking. He's talking he's a part of the vows that people uh, uh, take is uh, till death do us part. And so Jesus is talking to his disciples about this deal, and the disciples say, man, that's going to be hard. And instead of Jesus backing out to say, oh, no, no, it's not that hard, Jesus says this. I'm reading in the Message Bible. He says uh, not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. And he says it requires a certain aptitude and grace. And then he says this, Jesus, marriage isn't for everyone. Some from birth seemingly never give marriage a thought. Others never get asked or accepted. And some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. Watch this now. Jesus begins to tell us, Uh, you know, the real meat of this thing called marriage. And he says this. He says, but if you are capable of growing into the largeness of marriage, then like Nike says, do it. But only if you are what? Capable of what? Stretching and growing into the largeness of marriage. Because marriage is going to place a demand on you. I'm talking to my single people. Marriage is going to place a demand uh, uh, you know, on you. And uh, really, what you see on TV in uh, soapies and what you see in Hollywood and what you read about in a romantic novel... That's not what we're talking about today. We, we want to bring it to the real world and deal with the real stuff. Can I get an amen? Yeah. And so Jesus says not everyone is mature enough to mil- live a married life. And so single people, uh, for you to even consider marriage, you need to mature. So you need to mature physically. I think the age of maturity is, what, 18? But I would say at least 25 years old, right? That's me. I'm saying you need to be mature because there's a lot that happens in this uh, institute called marriage that, you know, you, 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 I know. It's, 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 uh, it takes a lot of maturity. Yeah. Amen. And then he says it requires a certain aptitude, and grace aptitude is talking about skill. So, marriage requires uh, 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 skills. Uh, and so, you're going to need social skills. You need to be able to uh, 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 think, of, put others before yourself. So these are, this is all groundwork that you need to do as a single person before you get to a place where you say, you know what, I'm actually ready to bring somebody else uh, into my life. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. Let's just practice. Let's just practice social. We talked about social skills. Some of the social skills is uh, you've got to learn how to say please. So let's, let's all together try that. Let's just all together. <laughs> Uh, ready, say it please, Please. and we also got to learn how to say thank you Uh, uh, let's practice together, ready, say it and then this one is for the men, you also uh, need to learn how to say I'm sorry we're going to practice, gentlemen, we're going to practice oh the men where are my fellas, where are my fellas we're going to practice together, it's going to be alright, I promise you I promise you it's going to be alright, you won't die after this okay fellas are you ready ready let's say it together i am sorry man that's a that's a miracle that they say it. okay let's try another one let's try another one fellas let's try another one fellas uh i was wrong right i was wrong can we all try that fellas i was wrong ready three two one say it i was Did you die? No one died, amen? And so, uh, 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 to the bachelors, as you are, you know, uh, uh, preparing to bring this beautiful bride into your life, these are some of the social things you need to learn. Amen? These are some of the things that you, you need to learn. And uh, this, these are skills, right? And, and before you bring somebody else, you've got to grow into the largeness of marriage, uh, which means uh, you have to cultivate enough caring in you before you bring somebody else into your life. Uh, um, the, the goal of marriage is not to stay married long. Sometimes we get it mixed up in the church, and uh, we just bring a couple up, and we say, you know, how long have you been married? 55 years. And everyone starts clapping. 55. Oh, uh, <laughs> Uh, 55 is long. No, the goal of marriage is not just to stay married long. The goal of marriage is to stay caring. Why? Why? Because marriage is brutal to selfish people. Oh, marriage will eat you alive. If yourself, it's the wrong place to be selfish. And so as you are a single person, you know, preparing for marriage, just like Jesus said, you need to grow into the largeness of marriage and things of that nature. You need to cultivate uh, in you a a lifestyle of caring and uh, putting others before you. The world does not have to, no, that's bad English, the world does not revolve around you and before you get married you, you know you, you as a single person sometimes you, you 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 maybe because of the nature of your job sometimes you deal with inanimate products right you throw products around and sometimes you just sit on your computer and you deal with uh, a software right it it teaches you to be numb to other people's needs it it it, it Right, and so if if you have not yet cultivated a mindset of mindset of plan- ready to get into the uh, dating, the question should be: Would you date you? Are you dateable enough that you would date you? <laughs> That's the question. Amen. And and let me just say this: as you as you as you date, I use that word uh, dating because you know you're gonna meet people and so on and so forth, and you've got to meet people, and uh, sometimes they don't fall from the sky in the prayer closet. Just sometimes. Yeah. But, but sometimes they don't fall in the prayer closet, and so you have to learn how to relate with people. This is why I use the word uh, date, right? You have to learn how to develop friendship and, 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 and really steward every season of dating uh, with its proper requirements. We're going to talk about that next week. That you know, It always starts with friendship, and uh, then it goes to committed dating. Then it goes to courtship. And then marriage, right? And uh, marriage, uh, ladies, is not the finish line, the, you know, the wedding day. It's not the finish line. It's the starting line. So wedding day is on your marks. Uh, uh, you see, they're not saying amen anymore. The, the wedding day is not the finish line. It's the starting line. You don't get a medal on the wedding day. Amen. I said, amen. You know, if we put it as much work as we put in the wedding day, in the marriage, I mean, we would be cooking with olive oil. I'll tell you that. We would, be, we would be doing awesome. Amen. I said, amen. And so you have to learn how to steward every season of dating without putting each other under pressure. So friendship. Someone say Friendship. Uh, Committed dating, someone say committed dating. This is when you're now, you know, talking about, yeah, we are actually boyfriend and girlfriend. And courtship is when you uh, ask the question, you know, brothers, you you can't just assume that she's going to marry you. Amen. You actually have to get on your knee and ask, will you, it's it's just courtesy, right? Will you marry me? And she has to think about it and then say yes. You can't just show up from Maslatini and say, can I get a date from your uncles? <laughs> For what? <laughs> who said I want to... So, so everything has to be... You have to steward every season right. Can I get an amen? Yes. Now, I say this because there are some families who, who play this game. And if you're not careful, both uh, male and female, brothers and sisters, you can... Uh, people can accelerate you uh, through seasons without understanding that manipulation is not a relationship skill, right? Caring is a relationship skill. And so what tends to happen sometimes, because people don't understand the entire four seasons of dating, is that as they are friends, sometimes, just sometimes, people want to push the next season, and they do crazy things. Sometimes they want to they get pregnant, you know, because they believe that's going to push them into the next season, courtship, and that's ultimately going to push them into marriage, and, and and that's not the right way to do it. And sometimes they uh, come and introduce you to their family, and uh, you're still at the dating phase. You haven't even reached the courtship phase, and then the mother of your uh, a girlfriend or your boyfriend is already calling you some son-in-law. Oh. I'm preaching. I'm preaching good now. <laughs> now I'm preaching good. And their relatives are already bringing their kids to you for for a, a babysitting because after all you are son-in-law or daughter-in-law. No, 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 no. That's a different season. That's good things when we get married. It's good things. I'm family now, yeah. but when we are still dating at this stage, we should just be going to Nando's and going to, you know, uh, restaurants. And uh, ain't no son-in-law yet. <laughs> Can I get an amen up in here? Up in here, and up in here. Don't pressure me. And sometimes people people wanna wanna they wanna uh, because they wanna you know, force the next season, they'll go and buy a house with you because they, they believe they believe that, you know, a mortgage is how long? 20, 25, 20 years. So they believe that's just F&B depositing 20 years of the relationship without them understanding what's going on. And so you don't get into all these different things. You must sure every season of dating so that it fully matures itself into marriage. And then when we are married, we can start a family. We can start thinking about having children and so on and so forth. Uh, can I get an amen? amen. Now, if, if you made a mistake and, and uh, you, you did it the wrong way, you're already calling each other, you know, uh, mother-in-law or whatever, you, uh, thank God for his grace. We live in a dispensation of grace. You can start to reverse that. Amen. If you if you if you if you have a house, just I would say sell that thing and cancel it and see, because what it does is it makes the dating uh, playing field uneven. Yeah. Amen. If, if uh, we are date, if you're dating someone and you get uh, a cell phone contract together, <laughs> right, and they start acting the fool, and you realize they don't fit with what you would want to live with till death do us part. But you still have this contract. <laughs> it's an addendum, right? It's got an, uh, it's got an expiry date, but uh, until that date, you may be forced to be in a situation where you should... This is just basic wisdom. Yeah. Amen? I said, amen, and this is why, you you, you you, know, they say in India, you know, and I've about, I have a few friends who've uh, gotten married this way, and I'm not saying this is what you should do, but I'm making a point, you know, uh, two of my friends were Indian, they moved to the U.S. and they lived out there, and so when they had reached a mature age to get married, what they would do is they would put an advert, true story, they would put an advert back home in India, put an advert, say, uh... Uh, a bachelor uh, who's uh, uh, 28 years old and uh, he's got a, a degree in IT. The reason they put all of that stuff is because God gave the man a job before he gave him a wife. So, you know, they just want to make sure that, you know, the, the bride, the potential bride, uh, knows that they're going to be getting together with someone who at least has a vision. We're going to talk about that. And so they put all of that and they say they live in a state of Colorado or in uh, in, in New York. Uh, as for my friend, and then they send that, put that on the advert, and then the family responds from India to their family, and they send their family over to India. They meet, they talk, and then the family decide, and they do what is called an arranged marriage. Now, what's interesting is that uh, um, when you look at the statistics, arranged marriages, the rate of divorce is only 4%. And then, you know, free will, uh, uh, marriage... (laughs) Now, now, I'm not saying we should start arranging marriages. <laughs> but here's my point. Here's my point. Single people, hear me on this. My point is, the reason why it's like that is because they involve others. Now, before you get married, uh, the Bible says in a multitude of counsel, there is wisdom. Before you get married, talk to people around you. Find out. Uh, what your auntie thinks, find out what your brother thinks, find out what your, you know, people around you, older people around you think of, of this thing that you are doing. <laughs> <laughs> Amen? Because sometimes, just sometimes, you are emotionally invested and emotionally involved that you don't see certain red flags. But when you start to bring in others, then they begin to say, have you thought about that? Have you thought about this one? Have you thought about that? And then, you, you know, hopefully you will uh, actually receive their counsel, right, and, and use it. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. You know, when I met my wife in uh, 2009, uh, you know, one of the things I did was uh, I took her to my pastor, and I didn't tell her I was taking her to my pastor, and I'm not saying you must bring people to me. <laughs> Because then I want to have time to play golf, you know, you understand? And, and so I, I, we went, and we went to play Scrabble, you know, that game Scrabble, we were making words, and, and at the end of playing Scrabble, my pastor was like, who's that girl? I said, you know, she's my friend, and, you know, we're going out to, he, he said, man, I like her, I think she's smart, I think, he, this is what he said to me, he said, I think if you marry her, you are marrying up. He said that to me. He said, that's an upgrade on your life. I said, I said praise the Lord. <laughs> I said, praise the Lord. And then that wasn't it. I took it to my sister-in-law. I took it to my sister-in-law just as a friend. I said, you know, to my sister-in-law, this is my friend. And so we spent the afternoon there hanging out. And uh, afterwards, my sister-in-law said to me, who's that girl? I said, that's just my friend. She says, man, I, I just pray that your, eye- your eyes may open. <laughs> He said, I pray the Lord may open your eyes to see. In fact, because she, she, I was a little older, you know, when I got married, she called my mom immediately. She said, I need y'all to go on a fast and prayer for his eyes to be open." And so why did I do that? It is because, I, and, and, and I, I found independent people. It's always important for you to get an independent voice, an independent opinion of someone who, you know, they, they won't benefit from you marrying that person or from you not marrying that person. They're just giving you an objective evaluation to say, you know, maybe you need to uh, uh, think about this. Amen? Mm -hmm. And so it's very important as you do that. But back to exhibit A, uh, as a a single person, uh, you know, you may be single and uh, not available and not even know it. And so they single and available, but there is also single and unavailable. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through what I call a, a relationship readiness quiz. And so you have to uh, quiz yourself on these questions, and if you pass, then you are ready for a relationship. If you don't pass, then you can work on some stuff so that you can uh, pass that uh, readiness quiz. Amen? And so the first question you must ask yourself as a single person is, do I know what I want for my life? Do I know what I want for my life? In other words, do I have a clear vision for my life and uh, my relationship? Can I envision my perfect life in rich detail that feels strong and very real and keeps me motivated? Amen. And so you have to have a vision. Why is this uh, important? Because, uh, you know, before God gave uh, Adam a wife, he gave him a vision. So if you go to Genesis chapter number 2, in verse 15, the Lord took the man and put him in the garden, gave him a job, and then gave him the vision to dress it and to keep it. And so he gave him a job, right, something to do, and then he gave him the the vision, which was to dress it and to keep it. And then if you go to verse 18, he says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper that's good for him. Now, after God gave him the vision, he also gave him a helper to help him on the vision. And so, brothers, if you don't have a vision, you are not yet ready for a wife. You know, I was looking for a word that rhymes with vision for a woman, but, you know, that was... <laughs> I couldn't find it. <laughs> You're not ready for a wife. Amen? Amen. You're not ready for a wife. And ladies, here's the good news. You get to pick which vision you want to support. (laughs) I think that's good news. (laughs) Amen? And so you, you get to pick if you like the vision. Why? Because Proverbs 29 verse 18, it says, where there is no vision, people perish. If you read it in the NLT, it says, where there is no vision, people run wild. And so the foundation is 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 their vision. You know, what, what vision uh, do you do you, you know when I met my wife, I told her what my vision was that God has called me into the ministry and she almost you know dropped me because she didn't know what that was. True story. She thought it meant she thought it meant I was gonna be a priest. You know, a poor priest. Yeah, she said she said, I don't want to be a priest. And so, and so he, uh, through much prayer and fasting and negotiation, <laughs> you know. But 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 the vision has to be made plain, amen. And so that the the because women will get frustrated if you do not have a vision, amen. They're gonna get frustrated. And so the first thing you you ask yourself, brothers, is. Do I know what I want for my life? What do I want for my life? Is it clear? Ladies, do I know what I want for my life uh, and, and what I want to support? Number two, number two. So that was the first question. Number two, uh, what are my requirements in a, in a spouse? So you have to have 10. Someone say 10. You have to have 10 non-negotiable requirements that you use to screening potential partners. This is, going to make your, this is going to make your screening process very easy, very objective, very fast. Amen? And these non-negotiables cannot be superficial things like height, skin color. You know, I want a yellow bone. How's that going to help the, 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 the marriage? Can I get an amen? So these requirements have to be based on moral. Someone say moral. Moral. Ethical. Someone say ethical. Ethical. And spiritual values. Why? Because after all is said and done, these are the ones that remain even in your old age. Because looks are perishable. They have an expiry date. I like Pastor. He says best before. Looks are (laughs) perishable. Looks are perishable. And so if you go by the looks, guess what? You're setting yourself up for disappointment. Amen? And so it has to be uh, 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 moral things. Are they kind? Are they caring? Are they uh, selfless? See, because if you're selfish, you can't raise kids. You have to be selfless. Sometimes, you know, when I eat food, that's just me. When I eat food, I don't, start, I don't eat the best part at the beginning. Uh, you know, I, when I'm eating, I'm, you know, I leave the best piece of meat for the last part. Woo! <laughs> I leave, I leave that, that, you know. And sometimes my kids, my kids say to me, Dad, can I have that one? And I have to remind myself <laughs> that I have to be selfless. <laughs> amen. amen. I said amen. amen. And so, ladies, the reason why we say d- steward the seasons of dating is because as you are at friendship stage, right, group dating, you're, you're coming to uh, choir practice, you see, ah, they're rude. <laughs> it's still group dating. They are rude at a group level. So, so they, they may be tall, dark, and handsome, but they don't know how to relate with others. Amen? I said amen? Then you know already they did not pass one of your requirements. Can I get an amen? If they pass that one and then, you know, you, you go out to eat... Check how they treat the people that are serving you. You know, we had a friend, a friend of ours, uh, Pastor C and I, and they, they, were, they were dating at the time. And so we would go out to eat. And uh, the lady, she was, she, was a, she was a piece of work, you know. And um, true story, she was a piece of work. I mean, uh, true, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. She sent every meal that she ordered at every double date that we went to. Every meal there was something wrong with the meal. Either she asked for medium well and it was too well, so the chef had to fix it, or it was not, you know, and, and you know when the food goes back? You, you know, you know, you know, by the time it comes back out. <laughs> Amen. And I, and I told my wife, I said, man, there's something wrong with it. With, with this situation, and my friend is sitting there, he's about to commit, and you know I'm itching to say something, but he's not asking me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've learned not to say when I'm not asked. <laughs> Amen. And so I'm itching to say something, but he's not asking me. You know, when are you going to ask? Just ask me if she's the right one. Then I, I already, I, I'm ready. And so he didn't ask me, and he finally got married, and uh, you know, it's sad for me to say this, but you know, the the marriage didn't survive. Because uh, there was a moral value. I mean, she was pretty. She could have been on a, a magazine cover. But that's not why you marry people. The Bible says it's better to live on the On the corner, not even the entire roof. You don't want the entire roof. (laughs) The Bible says just a corner of the roof. I'd rather live there than inside the house with a quarrelsome person. I mean, and so single people, I know you're not going to believe me when I tell you. You know, because, you know, as you're younger, Jesus said, it takes maturity. As you're younger, you know, we saw it in high school. You have a nerd here. The guy loves books. He's got these glasses, but he loves books and he's killing it. And none of the girls want him. They want over here the rascal who's failing every test. <laughs> he's, he's, he banks classes. He's got a weird hairstyle. I'm only seeing it now on the other side. As a parent, I'm like to my daughter, ah. Why would you look at look at this one? I didn't see it back then. Amen. I said amen. And so it takes it takes maturity, to for you to be able to see the right one. Can I get an amen? And so, ladies, pay attention. Do they uh, uh, when you go out to to eat? Do they also let you put a word in when you are? when you are sitting down to have lunch or they are talking the whole time. Brothers, also, do they let you put a word in? Uh, What do they like talking about? Do they uh, pull chairs? Do they let you sit first? Do they let you go first? Do they open, you know, doors? All these things you have to pay attention to. Uh, Spiritual values, uh, do they love God? Do they reverence God? Remember, if if they don't reverence God, uh, they're not going to listen. Let me tell you something. If they don't have a higher authority that they are accountable to and that they genuinely fear and revere, you are in trouble. (laughs) The reason why Joseph did. Joseph said. Why would I do this thing against God? His his entire world was all about honoring God and giving glory to God. Amen. And so as you look for a person to marry and as you get yourself prepared for marriage, uh, cultivate a, a healthy fear and reverence for God. God is the, is the ultimate, you know, uh, authority in your life. Amen? And, and, and if you, you, we say 10 non-negotiable things, right? Write them down. If you want to know, and all the singles, I'm going to give this to you as a test, you know, homework. When you get home, sit down, get a piece of paper, and uh, write 10 things. It, it's going to help you not go in the game. So you have to have uh, some guidelines. Can I get an amen? And if you want to know those, if if your guidelines are real, uh, the best way to check is to become your guidelines, you yourself. So if your list is real, you must become your list first before you try to get somebody else to be that list. Why? Because you always attract what you are. Ultimately, when the seasons are open, when the game starts, you attract what you are with this you know i 've been a pastor twenty some years and uh, I, I pastored the young adults at a point in my in my in my, you know, pastoring, and, and, and we called it impact, and every year we'd go for camps, and 60 young adults would go for camp, and it was fun. And, uh, you know, people would date, you know, and uh, uh, during those days, what I, I noticed was uh, uh, you always attract what you are, and so we would, there, for example, just for, as, an, as an example, Sister Crazy, right, in the group, and everybody knows Sister Crazy is crazy right? And then we'd have one of the friends invite uh, their crazy friend for the camp, right? For the camp. And we'd usually go for three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, you know, drive back Sunday afternoon. And, uh, uh, you know, the dating world is spiritual. As he walks into the building, uh, Sister Crazy's, uh beeper would, would, would go off, beep, beep. And Brother Crazy's people would also go pee, pee, pee. And sometimes Sister Crazy is, is close to the front and Brother Crazy is at the back and pee, pee, pee. They are far from each other. And then the first lunch or, or, or on the next day, Brother Crazy comes and sits next to the, not right next to her, but on the next table. And she's over there, but it's, it increases. Pee. And before you know it, when they go for dinner, Brother Crazy is sitting right next to Sister And then we'll sit back and say, ah, how did he know to go to Sister Crazy? Because it's spiritual. You always attract what you are. Can I get an amen? And so if you're going to attract kindness, if you're going to attract generosity, if you're going to attract all these things, you yourself have to cultivate these things in your heart. Can I get an amen? Amen. And number three, another question you must ask yourself is, am I happy and successful at being single? Am I happy and successful at being single? If you are not successful at being single, you will not be successful at being married. Amen? So you have to enjoy your own company. You know, you have to live the best life now as a single person so that you are not seeking a relationship out of desperation or need because no one can uh, fulfill uh, your needs except Jesus the Christ. Amen? Amen? I said, amen, whenever you're desperate and in in need, you're starting at a very bad place because a relationship will never cure any of those securities for you. If you're single and sad, you are going to be married and mad. So you have to be happy and fulfilled if you're going to be uh, successful in a marriage relationship. So as a single person, as a single person, You have to be at a place where you are fully satisfied with your life, completely satisfied uh, with where you are, and you are not looking for someone to come and complete you. Amen? And when you are at this place, you are at a place where you have something to offer and you are not in need of a rescuer. Can I get an amen? Amen? And number four, did we do number four in the first service? We didn't, so we're out of time. We'll do number four next Sunday. Why don't you stand on your feet? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And so, uh, if you are single, you know, you have have homework. When you get home today, uh, write down 10 uh, non-negotiable requirements. And uh, I, I would suggest that number one, according to the Bible... Be someone who is a believer. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked uh, with unbelievers. Amen. Someone who has a functional relationship with the Lord. Someone who uh, really honors God and and fears the Lord. Amen. And I'd say that has to be right at the top. Because I meet a lot of young uh, people. They come to me and they come to me by the drawers. And they say, you know, pastor, I met someone. He's my everything. He's awesome. And then they say this. They say this. They say, but there's one small problem. I say, what's the problem? And they say, he's not a believer. And I say, that's not one small problem. That's a big problem. That's a deal breaker. Can I get an amen? That's a deal breaker. That that, that right there can stop the show. It's very important. Two of the biggest decisions you'll ever make in your life is the god you serve and the person that you marry and so you shouldn't enter into this lightly amen it's something that you pray about it's something that you you get those around you with wise counsel uh involved in asking them questions and you know just just also pay attention to the person and uh see if they are the kind of person that you want to live. For the rest of your days with amen pay attention to everything man. see how they treat uh, those car guards see how they treat uh, people at the restaurant see how they treat others and that will give you an indication of what kind of marriage you're going to have uh, going forward amen i said amen, amen. Uh, see see how they treat their mother stacy's fellow said see how they if they don't respect their mom uh, ladies, then, then we have a problem. Amen. I said amen. amen. And so as you go home, uh, uh, understand that there are seasons uh, to this dating thing. Do not skip seasons. You don't have to be doing anyone's laundry. Uh, not a single amen. Not, not a single. You don't have to do anyone's laundry. You don't have to let anyone drive your car. Oh, the amens are dying. They're dying. They're dying. Amen. don't have to do that. Uh, uh, what did she say? If you like it, you should have put a ring on it. the 1 verse 6. Amen. Put a ring on it. Amen. Once again, let's try this. All the single people, just raise your hand, just raise your hand. Now look around, brothers, look around. Zayn. This is your part. Zayn, where are you? Look around, Tanaka, there you go. Look around. Okay, let's try it one more time. All my single people, just wave all my single. People. In fact, wave your left hand. wave your left hand so they. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't just pray. Pray and watch. (laughs) Amen. I'm going to pray. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for all the single people. Now, uh, you may have uh, been married before and you went through a divorce and the enemy has lied to you uh, that you blew your chance. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says our God is a God of restoration amen you may have done it the wrong way in the past and you think that you're not qualified for a great marriage that's not what the bible says our god is a god of redemption you may have uh gotten married uh without really waiting and you got pregnant whatever out of wedlock uh this is not an excuse it's not an excuse to give up just get things right amen get things right and uh, 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 go to the elders of the family. You need the the parents of the bride to take a hand and put that hand uh, into your hands and uh, uh, you need to go with the program and do whatever they ask you to do. It's going to take a great deal of humility uh, for you if you've made a mistake for you to get it right, but it can be done. Amen? But And I'm not saying you should go out and make mistakes, but I'm saying that uh, God is a God of redemption, amen? And he will redeem you. You have to go and talk to the elders in your family, amen? I know some of you want us as pastors to do certain things for you in the back end and the back door. Actually, God's order of authority is the father of the bride is the main authority in that relationship. And so, brothers, if you honor that man, you'll have a great life. If you disrespect that man, it's at your own peril. There's nothing your pastor can do for you. I can pray until your hair rubs off your head, but if you, you need to go out and honor that man. Can I get an amen? He raised that daughter for you. You may not be educated, but one thing you did right was to raise the person that you now want to consider a wife. And for that, you can go and honor him. Amen. So if there is any advice I would give you, is that. And the road and the path to redemption uh, starts with that. If you have been married before and you've had, you know, uh, uh, made mistakes in the past, hey, thank God today is a new day. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And His mercies are new every single morning. Amen. And so we're going to pray for you that God may restore. And we're going to pray for those of you who are uh, single and searching, that your path uh, may collide with the person that God has ordained for you. Uh, The person that will come and uh, serve you. The person that will come and love you the person that will come and uh, just help you go to the next level uh, in your life. Marriage is a beautiful thing. Amen? And uh, all these guys, man, I'm, all my, they were laughing at me. All my leadership team, I, I have their pictures in my phone before they were married. All these guys, you should have seen them before they were married. Their wives have done one work on all these guys. <laughs> And in my life, I'm not ashamed, amen. But, but I'm telling you, marriage is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It makes life worth living, amen. Pastor H, before you go married, I, I called him. I said, hey, we need to go to uh, Los Angeles for ministry work that we were doing there. And then he, he was a bachelor at the time. I think he was sharing with wedlock. And so I was already married. And uh, so my life was already, you know, getting better, you know. <laughs> she was cleaning me up. And so I'm at the airport waiting for him. We're checking in. True story. He shows up with this, uh, with this bag. I'm in the bag. <laughs> was older than the independence of this country. So I asked him, I said, I said, Pastor H., I said to him, I said, what is that thing? He said, No, Wedlock gave it to me. You remember? He said, Wedlock. I said, When two bachelors live together, it's a bro- I said, I said, you're gonna have to check that thing in. He said, No, I have to keep it. That thing followed us around everywhere in the lounge, that thing. Man, I'm, I'm like, dude, ah, don't walk close to me. <laughs> he didn't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> what's wrong with this guy and now when he shows up i mean he shows up with some other type of luggage now oh now now he shows up now he shows up proper. everything folded everything and he's smelling good i'm like yeah she's doing some work on you so it's a beautiful thing amen so we're going to pray for you father in the name of jesus i thank you for all the single people Lord, I thank you for everyone that's here and that's single and uh, that that have a desire to be married. Lord, I thank you, Father, that uh, uh, spiritually you're making them sensitive uh, to know who the right person is for them. They may not look uh, the part on the outside, but Father, I just thank you, Father, that you are giving them a spiritual sensitivity uh, to know the person, not by the flesh, but by the spirit. Lord, I thank you that it may not uh, be the person that meets and takes all the world standards uh, uh, of, of, of beauty and adoration, but Father, that they will begin to not see uh, people by the world standards, but by the spirit that you have put on the inside of them. Lord, I thank you, Father, that even as you have said, that your, your ship hear your voice. Lord, I thank you that as they go into this. Uh, dating world as they go online uh uh, as they meet with people as they interact in different places in the workspace in the in the gym in the live group at church wherever they interact lord i thank you father that as they interact you may bring a spiritual sensitivity because we know that marriage is spiritual and we know that this relationship is just beyond the natural lord i thank you father that these single people will meet with a person that will uh, uh just propel them and push them towards their destiny. I thank you, Father, that none of them will meet with abusers, uh, none of them will meet with uh, God-haters, but Father, that they will meet with those that revere you, and those that will be kind to them, serve them, and minister to them. Lord, I just thank you for it, and I give you all the praise that all the single people, under the sound of my voice, will have a testimony and say, that day is the day that marks the beginning of this story. I thank you for it. It is in Jesus' name. And someone shout, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.